Welcome to Living Well with the Mind-Body Connection. Here, you'll find all the information and tools you need to live your best life. Our goal is to help you make positive changes in your life that will last a lifetime. And here is your host, Dr. Rudy Cashman. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are listening from. Welcome to our third episode of Living Well with a Mind-Body Connection. Our topic for today's uh, podcast is uh, preventing pandemics, epidemics, endemics, and I will explain this to you uh, because uh, we will uh, have another epidemic or pandemic in the future, and I'm trying to teach you today how to prepare for it, uh, and uh, maybe even avoid it totally, okay? So we'll be speaking about the physiology of viruses and bacteria. Let me tell you a little bit uh, about uh, when you hear pandemic, epidemic, uh, what does it mean? An outbreak is where there's a spike in infections in a local area, okay? The flu being the most common, okay? As an outbreak is in a local area. Epidemics is an outbreak within a country. Uh, and pandemics is an outbreak in the world, okay? An endemic uh, is uh, where it stays year after year in a local area. For, for example, like malaria, uh, is endemic in many uh, equatorial regions. It has to be a little bit warmer or hotter there for malaria uh, to uh, keep presenting itself as a disease because there are more mosquitoes there, for example. So uh, COVID-19, the most recent virus that affected us uh, greatly, uh, is an endemic. It never really goes away. It, you st- still will have a few cases every year. Isn't that interesting? So over the last 50 years, the World Health Organization says that they have scientifically proven uh, that we've actually had 1,500 uh, outbreaks, epidemics in the world. Isn't that a lot of them? Uh, most don't kill people, so we barely uh, notice them. Uh, most begin in animals and spread to humans. There are some that are started just in humans. So some cause no harm. Others, like HIV, it was a catastrophe. It killed and injured a lot of people. HIV AIDS killed 36 million people. Mm -hmm. 37 million are alive uh, with HIV AIDS today. They still have today in the living. So we have less cases now because we have some drugs which are antiviral. You can take it as a medication. Some are vaccinations. It's a combination, really. Uh, Smallpox 
uh, virus is the only one which has been totally eradicated. We, we discovered the vaccine for it and it's no longer existent. Uh, even the plague, which also was a pand- pandemic, uh, was largely in medieval times, but it is an endemic. It's actually is still uh, here uh, today. Uh, yes. Uh, in the year 2017, cholera struck Madagascar, an island of Africa, and infected 2,400 people and killed 200 of them. Yes. Uh, the World Health Organization, the WHO, says there are about 40 cholera outbreaks yearly. In 1976 through 2018, uh, we had 24 local outbreaks uh, and one regional outbreak, you know, covered many countries. So uh, AIDS really is a silent epidemic and other silent epidemics, which could be TB, malaria, uh, and they also, all three have a fairly high maternal mortality. Uh, Some occur mainly in children. Uh, They present as diarrhea. Uh, And Bill Gates, uh, who you've all heard about through his invention uh, of the uh, Internet, uh, they have now the Bill Gates Foundation, and he and his wife, Ashley and Melinda, they take their fortune uh, and are working with countries across the world trying to uh, prevent and treat uh, pandemics. And uh, in the world in 2000, 15 million people would die from viral infections. Yeah. So the odds of a pandemic that's across the world are actually going up. When is the next one going to occur? We don't know. It may be tomorrow. It may be 100 years from now. We had the uh, 1812 uh, world pandemic uh, of a a virus which uh, affected 50% of the world. Yes. So for us to be prepared, and that's what I'll be speaking about today uh, in many different ways, and uh, influenza occurs in the United States every year. We do have a vaccine for it, and, and the pharmaceutical companies will say it's about 70-80% effective, but there are many people that do not believe that, uh, that it may be 50% at, at, at best. So what are things that you could do to help avoid getting a flu because it's its odds are very high it will be here. Use a handkerchief when people are sneezing. It's spread by contact with other people. So avoid crowds. Walk to work because when you're in a car with other people, you'll, if they're coughing and sneezing, you may catch the virus. Through breathing, through the respiratory system, that is the quickest way to spread uh, a virus unless you're 
inject it with it, for example. Don't spit on the sidewalk or the floor. Do not use common uh, drinking uh, fountains or towels that other people have used. Avoid fatigue because when uh, you uh, are tired and not resistant, you may not remove uh, saliva and things uh, uh, that uh, you have uh, inhaled. Um, and, and if you don't feel good, a good way for your immunity to attack this virus, if you don't feel, feel good, go to bed. Um, so don't let the virus uh, feed on you. If you're not eating, the virus has no food either. Let me explain to you a little bit about viruses. And I don't think that in general science today pays enough attention to that. I read uh, this wonderful book uh, written by Bill Gates, How to Prevent the Next Epidemic, but he, he really doesn't uh, bring it up. See, a virus is really not a living thing. Yes. Google it. You can see that a virus does not have a metabolic system. It needs to get food somewhere. Yeah. So what it does is enter a cell, an animal or human cell. It passes uh, through the membrane or through one of the receptors and what is inside the cell, it steals energy, ATP. So it has some energy. It also steals some of the genetic material so that it can multiply. And that's why viruses many times change their genetic structure. And as you see, the coronavirus 19, we have seemed to be coming up always with a, with a different type of virus. So the virus enters the cell, steals energy in some of the ge- genetic system, and then it multiplies uh, millions of times and leaves the cell. It may spread to the next person or spread across the world. I think we need to uh, pay, and the energy that's most commonly used is sugar. For example, in New York City, the people that died from the virus, 90% were diabetic. And I don't see that in any of these uh, great books like by, by Bill Gates, another one, The Deadly Enemy, uh, by Michael T. Osterholm, Ph.D., and Mark uh, uh, Disker. Very good books for you to read, uh, but they don't bring up the lack of a metabolic system in the virus, and we need to take advantage of that. So, uh, a good two to three times as many people that died from the virus had diabetes because they have high sugar levels. So, we encourage people and attack the viruses besides preventing spread, but also uh, attack uh, the diabetes epidemic. Uh, we would have less disability, less deaths from the viruses because we are not feeding the viruses. Isn't, isn't that uh, uh, interesting? Uh, so, uh, in 1918, uh, we had the swine flu epidemic, uh, and half the world was was infected. Uh, and we need to find out 
which is should have studied more. The other half who didn't get the virus, why did they not get it? Because the precautions they they took, or they were much healthier. What rate of diabetes did they have, for example? So. I repeat again, viruses are not, strictly speaking, alive. But neither are they totally inorganic. They exist in a sort of intermediate uh, situation. They're lying in wait until they can hijack reproductive and metabolic mechanism, which I spoke about, the APT, genetic material, of a living cell, uh, and they then will leave the cell again and replicate and and spread as best as they can. So uh, there's often a host target, which can be human or animal. Uh, smallpox uh, attacked only humans, and it's called the variola virus. Uh, and rabies attack humans and animals. Also, viruses can attack just certain organs, tropism, uh, uh, certain part of the body, like uh, the liver can just be attacked, and we have the hepatitis uh, uh, virus. Once a virus enters a victim's cell, um, it must reproduce. So we, we spoke about that in stealing genetic material. That's why the viruses may change all the time. So uh, which microbes can rapidly mutate or change their genetic code to avoid the host immune system uh, is imp- important for us uh, to know because our immune system will also attack the virus. But uh, we can... For example, use uh, vaccines or some, um, we can use drugs. Uh, Unfortunately, what has happened uh, since about 1950 or so, uh, there have uh, been some people who who don't uh, wish to become vaccinated. There's been a lot of false information uh, spread out there, and, and that uh, is extremely harmful. Uh, having uh, read uh, many books, and it, it, I would say it is very important you become vaccinated. The unvaccinated are killing themselves, and the people that are close to them, and one person can really uh, spread the infection. One person can kill thousands of people. There have been people that have destroyed a whole city because they did not get vaccinated. Don't be an anti-vaxxer. That has become a, almost a political uh, and, uh, and is extremely important. At the be- beginning of the U.S., for example, uh, George Washington had his whole army vaccinated and no one died from a viruses that were affecting the whole world. Uh, This, I think, is extremely important. Get vaccinated. You may kill your relatives, your friends, your town, and even a country, because uh, 
Uh, remember, like the 1918 epidemic, uh, half the world was infected and many, many, many died. When is the next big pandemic coming along? Could be next week and maybe in a hundred years. So I encourage you to read uh, books like Bill Gates, a, a wonderful person, uh, uh, and, and other to really educate yourself in, in detail uh, about this. Uh, and remember, the way to avoid the virus, I really spoke to you about contact, avoid um, uh, diabetes, air travel, uh, boat travel. Remember, Columbus came over here and destroyed nations, dis- destroyed islands of beautiful natives because they obviously had no vaccines uh, uh, and they had no antibodies against virus. And the viruses he brought with mosquitoes on the boat killed all these people, all of, all of them. So to be an anti-vaxxer, I think you just... Uh, that's a political statement. It's not a scientific statement. Thanks for listening. I hope you found this uh, interesting. I will have this on Public Access TV uh, uh, soon. It'll be on YouTube, and you can learn more. We And, and I'm still reading other books. And I'm doing this because I care about you. Thanks for listening.